Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Absolutely thrilled to bring to you a very special guest. We have Wal Matthews of the Entourage Music and Theater Ensemble, Beaming In. Hey, Wal, are you there? I am here. Beautiful. This uh, radio magic is working. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really great. Thrilled to have you on the show today. And where are you beaming in from? from Columbia, Maryland, halfway between Baltimore and Washington, D.C. Nice. Well, it's good to have you here. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. So, very recently, there was a collection that came out, the Entourage Music and Theater Ensemble Ceremony of Dreams Studio Sessions and Outtakes 1972 to 19. 77 and that was released by Tompkins Square Records can you tell us about um, first let's, let's zoom further back tell us about the uh, origins of the Entourage Music and Theater Ensemble alright well uh, Entourage started in Baltimore Maryland uh, probably about 1970 it was the vision of a uh, musician, composer named Joe Clark, who was a very fine uh, bebop sax player as well as a classically trained uh, piano player, and he had this vision for combining musicians from different backgrounds to create kind of a weave of sound that would be unidentifiable by any particular genre because of the variety of the genres coming together. They also, in the original incarnation of the group, uh, had a a street poet that would come up when the spirit moved in and reform poetry uh, while the group played. And we played long sets starting at about 1 o'clock in the morning at an after-hours club in Baltimore called the Blue Sack Hour. That's how the group began. Unidentifiable genre. That's really my favorite genre. So you guys were hitting the sweet spot. at least for for the ears of people who are um, excited and interested to hear something outside of the norm. And it seems that, was this something that seemed outside of the norm at the time, or was this something that was kind of a a natural occurrence and something that fit the spirit in the air for you guys? I think it was the latter in that uh, we're coming out of the 60s, the late 60s, where borders had been exploded musically and people were looking at starting to combine different ideas from different uh, worlds of music. So I think the spirit of that experimentation was coming from there and beginning to broaden as the 70s began. When the Entourage Music and Theater Ensemble was kind of in its full, full peak of existence and operations. Can you can you tell us a bit about maybe a performance that springs to mind right now that, that just felt like there was magic in the air and it was all coming together in the right way? Can you kind of uh, bring us into the, the space itself that you guys created? Yes, um, I guess I would probably first look at um, after that first incarnation of Entourage kind of fell apart because of economics being difficult for music like that, and the fact that Joe was commuting down from Millbrook, New York, every weekend to do this. Um, he was working at a college called Bennett College where he was composing for dance at the time. He reformed the group with what became sort of the core group, uh, like Joe and 
Rusty Clark, who played viola and acoustic guitar, they were no relation, and Michael Smith, who was an extraordinary drummer and percussionist. And then I joined up with them with singing and acoustic guitar and some keyboards and percussion. And we played the first time together in probably 1972 in Millbrook, working on some music that I had brought in. And it was just one of those moments where, I call it kind of a white lightning moment, where everything just connected and kind of exploded into a very magical space with a lot of intuitive communication without much speaking. It just seemed to click. And it felt like, I think we felt like, oh, we found a home here. Tell us a bit about the 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 visual and theatrical elements of this. What what kind of stagings were you uh, putting into motion? Well, in the group in its fullest form, we performed an hour and a half seamless presentation of music and modern dance uh, with the four musicians and three choreographer dancer performers and. We had a kind of a weave, again, of combinations of solos, duets, full ensemble pieces, dance by itself, music by itself, you know, lighting environment that was meant to reflect sort of a dream state, kind of kind of environment. So that the music had so much flow to it, and the dance, and the lighting would help to enhance that and bring the audience into this kind of flowing uh, dream state experience. This is later than the the kind of uh, the the happenings associated with you know the the summer of love or, or even you know even earlier there was with Rauschenberg and Cage and, and the kind of happenings that were going on, but it seems to very much kind of be in the lineage of an immersive environment, an environment that has a free flow to it, but also has these spirits and talents who were coming together to to make it work in the right way. What kind of lineage did you guys, did you feel like you were following a particular lineage or were there some kind of guiding lights uh, for you guys uh, artistically and creatively that, that you felt uh, helped pave the way for, for what you were accomplishing? Well, I think the backgrounds of the musicians had very specific um, influences. Uh, like I said, Joe came from being a, a really excellent bebop player. He had been in the Navy band with Wayne Shorter, and he had a, a strong affinity for sort of the impressionist music of NBC when he played keyboards. Rusty had a strong classical training and background, but he also had grown up in uh, deep in the woods of Alabama and had a, quite a connection to uh, country blues music. Um, I came from a background of starting out in folk music and then quickly was influenced by uh, British guitarist Bert Yanch and Pentangle. They kind of opened the door for me. I also had a big background in country blues, and then Smitty, again, was just an amazing jazz drummer who had a vision for just creating an incredible sound with a very small drum kit, but he was sort of the drummer of choice in the Washington, D.C. area for people like Mose Allison and uh, Steve Kuhn when they came through town. So all of those influences were there individually, but I think what made it unique was that uh, we really strove to try to remove, quote-unquote, the cliches of those music. So if we bent a note, it wasn't a blue note. It was uh, something else that wouldn't necessarily say a specific style of music. And we tried to stay away from the identifiers of those backgrounds, if that makes sense. Yeah, it absolutely does. And, and you guys uh, successfully achieved that. You were you're in the, the Washington, D.C., vicinity and so the connection with folkways and mo ash um maybe he was your he was close to to you guys physically but how did that connection 
how was that connection made with Moash? Because you released the Neptune collection in 76 and uh, the self-titled Entourage Music and Theater Ensemble LP in 73. How did you guys connect with Folkways? It was actually pretty simple. Joe approached Moash directly and ended up sending him um, a, a demo of some of the material which ends up being on that first self-titled album. And Moses responded very positively and uh, agreed to release the album and helped out by giving us uh, an astounding budget of $100. And, uh, that seems, that and seems then, like a part for the course uh, in, in that world, but, but maybe what allowed that world to, to be so big and so many, so many incredible records coming out through yeah. that and and this is music that you know should you have approached warner brothers or capital i mean maybe it's a tougher sell but in that world of uh, artistic music uh, this this makes sense yeah i think uh ultimately we ended up being happy to be on a label that did have such a broad vision and included people from Woody Guthrie to John Cage. I mean, that kind of says it all, I think, right there. Absolutely. And now, Ceremony of Dreams, Studio Sessions, and Outtakes 1972 to 1977, and it's a, a three-disc collection out on Tompkins Square Recordings, a great record label, and continuing the story, telling the story of what Entourage uh, accomplished and the lots of interesting sounds that, that hadn't previously been heard. We're actually going to take a, a little audio tour through some of the Entourage uh, sound catalog, and this is a selection and a flow that, that Wal Matthews, my special guest here, has put together. Do you want to shine any light on on this first batch of music? Um, yes, I think it starts with uh, this piece called No Brook, I believe. Yes. Is that right? Yep. And uh, that actually is a captured live recording of that moment that I, I was telling you about. Wow. Um, so Santa uh, College had a decent uh, theater recording system, and Joe was adept with using it, so it's a live recording of uh, the group in that moment, and um, then I think the next few pieces that I, I suggested all come from the, the Around the Neptune collection, uh, and are outtakes of unreleased pieces. Uh, one of the pieces called uh, Snails, or the full title, The Two Snails Who Went to the Funeral of a Dead Leaf was supposed to be on that Neptune Collection record, but there was uh, a bit of a disagreement in the mixing session on that, shall we say, between uh, two of the performers, and it ended up not making the final cut, and I always felt that that was sad because it's such an incredible piece, and it has a moment that it features a duet in it of the viola and the soprano sax, which I always was astounded at the size of that sound that they created together. Uh, that section of the guitar does not play, and I just am sitting there while that's happening, and I come back in. So I included that, I believe, in this selection as well. Yes, so these sounds bringing back to life and to light the entourage music and theater ensemble. If you'd like to travel further, entouragemusic.com is a good place to do that. Wall Matthews, my special guest here on Celsius Drop today on DubLab. We're going to hear a selection of music that Wall's put together. We'll get back and, and talk a bit more and then hear some more music. Do stay tuned. Let's get into the flow of magic music from the Entourage Music and Theater Ensemble. Here we go.
Celsius drop from Frosty and just heard a selection of music assembled by Wall Matthews, one of the founding members of the Entourage Music and Theater Ensemble. Such a, a great uh, evocative uh, selection of music. Thank you for putting that together, Wall. My pleasure. So again, the uh, Ceremony of Dreams studio sessions and outtakes, 1972 to 1977 uh, collection, uh, triple CD, single LP, really phenomenal collection of work is uh, available through Tompkins Square Records. You can visit TompkinsSquare.com or visit EntourageMusic.com to find out more information. And in fact, uh, there have been some recent uh, live performances of Entourage music and uh, hoping for, for more, hoping that, that uh, this continues. Um, are there things in the works? Um, there's a um, couple of uh, radio shows that I think we're going to end up doing some live performances on in this thing right now. So this is all kind of unexpected and we're just following it as it comes up. Well, we uh, we hope to to have that come to reality, and that you'll uh, keep traveling around the world, because as they say, communication is the outer world's intersection with the inner world, and we need to keep those lines of communication open. Speaking of lines of communication, uh, this is a group that that really must have had almost uh, a, a telepathic sense of communication uh, together with. Um, very fine musicians. Um, sadly, your fellow fine musicians uh, are not here. As you look back, you know these are people that you formed quite a, a bond with, and 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 it shows in the music. Um, how do you kind of feel connected or channeled to to them, and what do you hope to kind of? Uh, uh, um, bring to light in regards to, to the legacy of your fellow musicians from Entourage? Well, I think um, having this collection come out as material, which I've been sitting on for a long time, and then the resulting um, reviews which we've been getting, which have been really gratifying to see. I mean, I feel like I owe a huge debt of thanks to uh, Josh Rosenthal for picking up on this and putting it out and uh, seeing people write and talk about it today in a way that acknowledges what we felt was really unique in its time but didn't get the exposure that we hoped it would really makes me feel good about the legacy of the music and the musicians moving on. Rusty Clark used to always say to me, I don't care about making it with money and fame, man. I just want to make it like Stravinsky. I want my music to live. And in some ways, I'm thinking, well, maybe you got a shot here, Rusty. Absolutely. That's a, that's the right way to live, is to, to live uh, in music that, that really means something. And, you know, sometimes it's kind of a, a strange trick of fate that that it seems that in the moment when you're doing something that is uh, maybe more thoughtful or maybe even more fringe and something that is uh, outside of the norm, it's a, a tough road at the moment, you know, to, to struggle and try to make a living with that kind of music. But I feel that, and I hope that, you know, that's the music that stands the test of time because trends come and go, but, but real, true, creative music made by people who are passionate about what they do and are doing it for the right reasons uh, will, even if it is not the biggest thing in the world, it's embraced in the most powerful way by individuals and makes such an impact and, and really can inspire those people, the listeners, to, to do new creative things on their own. So this music is alive, it's well, and uh, you're doing good by the legacy of uh, your fellow musicians in Entourage. We're happy that you're doing it. We're going to uh, pay uh, homage by continuing some, some music. You've put together some more music for us here. And the first tune, uh, can you uh, tell us what's up uh, first in the set of music? Well, this is the track 
track, Neptune Rises, which is from the Folkways album, The Neptune Collection. And this is the track that Karen Hebden, who is known as Quartet, sampled in 2004 on his uh, recording that was entitled Round. And the track that he used it on was called She Moves She. And through uh, a very ironic and unpredictable random way, we found out about it because the story to itself we don't have time to go into. But it ended up in me meeting Karen, and we worked out um, an agreement on how to move forward with the sample that he used, which is about a 30-second sample that he looped in from that track. And I think what you were saying before about the music living on and having the ability to communicate over time, the fact that Kieran responded to it really underscores that. Absolutely. So that's the first track I put up here, yeah. Wonderful. Well, um, he's someone who we all hold in such high regard and has uh, uh, these... Uh, um, just incredibly honed ears to, to hear music that that is uh, really rises above. So we're going to rise above with some Neptune Rising, and then we'll have some more music uh, put together here by Wall Matthews of the Entourage Music and Theater Ensemble. Again, you can visit entouragemusic.com or cruise on over to tompkinssquare.com to pick up this uh, collection ceremony of dreams wall thanks for being here and thanks for for putting this uh, music into the world in the first place and for continuing to kind of carry the torch for this and uh, continue its uh, further unfolding for all of us to enjoy well thank you for having me I certainly appreciate uh, the opportunity to have that music live I, I can't thank you enough Here's some more Entourage Music and Theater Ensemble for you right here, right now on dublab.com. <laughs> Thank you. 